Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. Here we are back at Beyond the Rut, that weekly podcast inspiring and equipping you to make your own path and live the life you've always dreamed of, Beyond the Rut. I'm your host, Jerry Dugan, not fired yet by Brandon, the mastermind, the other host, the main host. Brandon, how are you? I'm great. I can't fire you. I don't know how to hook all this stuff up. Yeah. <laughs> Job security. Until you meet another friend who knows how to do this, then. Hey, there you go. Then I got to up so, my game a bit. Send your application to info at beyondtherut.com. We got that working again? I believe so. Cool. All right. We'll have to test that out. So test that out for us. Info at beyondtherut.com. And if that doesn't work, call us at 361-596-3788. Or you can hit us up on Twitter at Beyond the Rut. That's so much easier. Yeah. So, Brandon. People don't use phones anymore. Come on. <laughs> I know. That, what am I thinking? I don't even use a phone anymore, and here I am giving a phone number out. Although Stephanie did call in last week, so that yes. was awesome. That was cool. That made the episode, uh, episode 56. Yes. The one where we talked about how not to carve up for a race. Oh, that was so good. Oh, man. I, I still love telling the story about how my original thing was on a scale of one to nine uh, for spiciness. I was half Asian, so I was going to go with a four or five. But then you came out and said five, and I had to be more Asian than you, so I said <laughs> seven, and I was dying. I, I I still feel the pain in my mouth from that. I love Probably the fact that you tried to out Asian a white guy from North Texas. I mean, I know, I how know. hard could that possibly be? <laughs> I went with seven <laughs> uh, and regretted every minute of every it. every bite from the first bite till it was time to go. It tasted good. And I even put the the restaurant in the show notes. So if you guys want to take the seven spiciness challenge, oh yeah, just to one up me. I mean, go for it. It's in San Antonio, Pho Nguyen Vietnamese restaurant. Good food, good great service, food. great service. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, even when the guy was making fun of us for being, you know, too bold in our spiciness attempt. That's true. Yeah. So we did the mud run, the Thunder Dash mud run, and the pictures are being posted from that. And um I guess we should reach out to see if we can actually post that onto our blog without getting sued because that'd be really neat to share with our audience. We can actually, I've have bugged the people at Thunder Dash and if they're listening, I apologize because <laughs> I wanted more pictures because out of the 2000 pictures they posted, I think there were three of me and I wanted more of me because you know, I'm a 15 uh, year old girl and a little vain, but uh, <laughs> more pictures are coming apparently, but they said, uh, do with them whatever they want because we've got, they've got their logo on the picture. So, oh, okay. So just more publicity for them. It. And as long as they get credit, great. That, so I'll start posting that to episode 56's show notes and we'll, we'll just share it on social media. And it, it, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I was telling the kids about some of the stories like that, that rope thingy where people are going sideways on it, taking their time. And I got on that thing and I just walked right across. But the the look on my face totally didn't match what was going through my head. Like I was like, I'm a commando. I'm going fast. I'm awesome. (laughs) Then you see the picture. It's like, I got this, oh crap, I'm going to die look on my face. (laughs) And then there's another one where I'm like, yeah, I ran down this face first, like facing downward. And I, I felt like a commando. And then I see the next picture where I'm actually going down the hill and I'm, I'm, 
doing it backwards like everybody else. Exactly. I'm like, uh, I guess I wasn't a commando on this one. And if you <laughs> ran Thunderdash, uh, give us a call on the line and just let us know what your experience was because yeah. we both said, can't wait to do it again next year. There's a uh, mud run happening here in Corpus in, I think, April, we April? said. Run amok. Run amok. And we're going to try to promote that and get a group together. And so we've got some stuff coming up for that. But one of the things that happened with the Thunderdash is it kind of sparked a let's let's enter stuff and do it. So I, I, I think I created a monster to, in you is what happened. I, I, I don't know if monster's the right word or just lunatic's the right <laughs> word because I, I I met a couple of friends that ran a uh, mini triathlon in mm-hmm. Portland just across the bridge from where we are in Corpus. Portland, Texas, not Portland, Portland Texas. Oregon. And uh, so they told me I should sign up for it and, and give it a shot. And I was looking at the website and they've got a newbie triathlon and then they've got a regular triathlon. And I said, no, I'm going to scare myself and do the regular triathlon (laughs) knowing at the time I did not own a bike. And so I hadn't been on a bike in years. I don't know how long, but, uh, I signed up for it and just said, well, now I'm locked in. I have three to four weeks to get ready. It's October 29th. So I think at this point I've got three weeks, but at the time I had a whole month to get ready. And I'll be on site taking photos of you. I'll probably interview Mm -hmm. you at the end of the, uh, the race. Make it look like you're famous out there at the finish line. Be like, who's that guy? <laughs> He's on Beyond the Rut. On Beyond the Rut. Check us out. We're on the web. <laughs> I got to get a shirt so, made, Jamie. Come on. So, yeah, there's the uh, the triathlon coming up. Did you already run the Goliad 5K or is that coming up? That was actually today. And uh, because I started training for the triathlon, oh, okay. I decided not to do that. Because what I've done is I kind of created this schedule to train and I've done a lot of research. I didn't just say, hey, I'm going to run a triathlon. Let's see what happens. First, I had a really good friend, uh, Dale, that loaned me his bike. Okay. And so I've been riding the bike and and swimming at the natatorium. I've just recently started swimming at the Parker Pool. I made a connection there and they're trying to uh, get a little bit more business there. So shout out to the Parker Pool here in Flyer Bluff. But I've I've been running for quite a while. And so I run run about 3.25 miles every other day for mm-hmm. the most part, which is a 5k in itself. And then, uh, I I've been riding. So now my schedule is I ride, swim and run on alternating days. Okay. So the run is uh, a 5k, the swim is 400 yards and then the bike is 14 miles. And then today I did all three. Okay. How does that go? Uh, it was excruciating, uh, to be <laughs> honest, because <laughs> riding 14 miles in a city that's not really built for bikes yeah. is, is hard because there's so many places you can't go, you'll get run over. Yeah. So it took a little bit of work to kind of figure out where to go. But the cool thing about it is uh, I've not spent like a bunch of money. I didn't buy a bike. A friend bought, yeah, you borrowed let, me, one. let me borrow a bike. Another friend let me borrow a helmet. And uh, then I had to buy goggles. I think that was like $10. And, uh, then I bought these, uh, zip up shoelace things that, uh, runners use cause or triathletes use cause it's quicker transition to put your shoes on. But then I thought about it when I get out of the pool and put my shoes on, I'm probably going to want to sit there for a while anyway and catch my <laughs> breath. So I don't know if I need that time, but so it's literally cost me about 20 bucks to, uh, so whether you lace up your shoes or not quickly, you're still going to sit there and catch your breath before you right. move on. Awesome. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> That's the spirit. <laughs> I'm definitely not trying to win this triathlon. I'm trying to finish this triathlon. Well, that was just like so. the mud run. Like we weren't there to win the race and get oh, it done absolutely. in 25, 30 minutes. Like we were there. I think we finished an hour, 15 minutes. Right. And it was all about just doing it. And we were being paced by a woman who was 16 weeks pregnant. Exactly. Yeah, I found that out afterwards. I knew she was pregnant. I didn't know how <laughs> pregnant. And I'm sitting there thinking, yep. hey. So we did it as fast as... Actually, she probably could have gone a lot faster without us dragging right. her back. But anyway, 
uh, Stephanie, it was still you know great to have you keeping us on pace, at least moving forward. I think if her friends had shown up, she would have just blown us out of the water. Oh, we yeah. would have probably never seen her. Again. I don't know these guys. I'm not going to be embarrassed by how slow they're going. Yeah. Peace out, y'all. I'll, listen, I'll keep listening to the show, but I'm <laughs> not going to be seen in public with you right now. Uh, so we got the triathlon. You got the triathlon coming up. Um, I, I bowed out of that one. Uh, mainly because I'm still recovering from the mud run a little bit, my <laughs> muscles, and uh, I needed to regroup and actually get off my duff and start running. Cool. And then uh, are you still going to do the 10K that's part of the half marathon? The mar- what are we call Harbor that? half? The harbor half in Corpus Christi. So you're still doing that? That's my goal. I've not right. signed up for it yet, but it's, uh, what, mid-November, I think? I think so, yeah. Something like that. And my coworker's going to run in the 10K portion of that. So Cool. Uh, we'll we'll try to loop her into the beyond the rut thing. Hey, there and, you go. Um, so I probably won't run in that one either because <laughs> what I want to do is uh, we've got Jacob in the studio audience, my son, and he really wants to do that um, inflatable, the insane, oh, the in, infla- insane inflatable 5K. Yes. That is a blast. So, my son Avery and I did that l- last year, year before last, I think. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's a lot of work because you're running. I mean, it's a lot of fun. It's geared around fun like Thunder Dash. But you get so tired going through these obstacles mm-hmm. that when you come out, you can't really run. You're already out of breath. But <laughs> it, it's a lot of fun. People in costumes and all that kind of stuff. So it is a lot oh, of fun. Man. Are you going to wear the uh, Jacob Dash uh, costume from The Incredibles? I'll hey, be Mr. Big go. Incredible, just like when you were little. He's 15. He's like, uh, no. When we went up there to do it, it was it was near comfort where we did the Thunder Dash near San Antonio. Mm-hmm. But it was uh, we didn't realize how many people wore costumes. But there was a ton of people wow. in costumes. And my favorite guy, and I don't know if he listens to the podcast or not, but he had on a full-on Spider-Man costume. So, like, every inch of his body was covered. And this was uh, probably late April, I think, early May, something like that. So, it was warm outside. Wow. I was sweating. And I'm just thinking, you're in a full body suit running this 5K. <laughs> but I guess he survived. I don't know. I never saw him again after that. <laughs> he's he's stuck in an inflatable. They deflated it. He's still in there. Probably. <laughs> he popped out of the next event. Oh, thank you guys so much. Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use Show to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long-form content like podcast episodes or YouTube videos, into CapShow, and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. CapShow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash CapShow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show. It's funny because I was I was looking at the newbie uh, triathlon and I was thinking, okay, I could do that. That that would not be that hard mm-hmm. uh, because I already do a lot of what was on it, with the exception of the biking. And I thought. I'm not really scared to do that. Yeah. And that's why I chose the regular one because I thought, I don't know if I can do that. Because that really pushes you beyond that comfort zone. Right. Which is the whole premise of this podcast is to 
do something that scares you. And we talked a while back about not just telling people that they should go do that, but we should do it too. And so I clicked that and just said, you know, and it it had a little warning sign that, you know, uh, after 72 hours or 48 hours, you cannot, there are no refunds or changes or whatever. And I just thought, well, I'm locked in. I'm not going to change anything now. So I either embarrass myself or die or I finish (laughs) one or the other. And whatever happens, I'll be there to take pictures of it. So there you go. There you go. Share it with all of you listening in right now. And I got a huge adrenaline rush, not just from the fear of not being able to do it, but mm-hmm. but also from the challenge of, of can I do it? Because I've been running now for, I guess, a couple of two or three months, certainly not been a runner for a long time, but uh, just the whole premise of, of challenging myself. And I was telling uh, Renee this morning, I said, you know, I just don't know if I can do all yeah. three today, or I guess I was telling her that last night because I got up this morning and did it. And I said, but I'm going to find out. You know, yeah. and, and, and I'm not breaking any land speed records or, you know, challenging any real triathlete yet, but it's the fact that I, I'm pushing myself to see if I can do it. Because like we've been saying, I would rather fail at this than to have never attempted it. Yeah. Thought, I don't know if I can do a triathlon or not. There was somebody we knew from church. They had a, a slogan, SOFO, S-O-F-O, step out to find out. And it's exactly what you oh, did this morning. Awesome. Yeah, step out to find out. And they applied that to business, though. They didn't know if they were going to succeed in business unless they stepped out to find out if they really could do it or not. And you're doing the same thing, pushing yourself on a physical level. And so what was the hardest thing about getting started when you started running for the first time? I think the the best thing I did was I did a little bit of research. And a long time ago, a friend of mine told me about the Couch to 5K app. Yeah, that's me. And, and, and so I said, <laughs> I'm going to download that and just see if it works. And the first couple of weeks, you literally run like hundreds of yards and then walk. Yeah. And then hundreds of yards and then walk. And then next thing you know, after I love about, the walking part. I'll just admit that. <laughs> oh, me too. And I missed it towards <laughs> the end of the, the app when you get into like week six or seven. I'm yeah. like, there used to be more walking in this. But it really showed me that I could run a whole mile. Yeah. Because literally, if, if you've not been listening to this uh, podcast for a while, you, you may not know that I've only been a runner since about late July, early about, August. Yeah. And before that I didn't run. And, uh, so I, I did this to kind of challenge myself. And so I had to get there once I got there and I realized I could run a whole 5k. I was like, wait a minute. I thought a 5k was a lot harder than this. This isn't really that bad. So then I got couch to 10k app okay, and I started running that one and I got to about six, seven miles. And then what I realized was unless I get up early enough to get that done, and home to shower and get Maddie to school and all that kind of good stuff. I run out of time. So mm-hmm. I started concentrating on my pace with the 5k and, and that got me to a point where I, I'm, I'm now about a nine minute, 45 second mile. And so that that's enough time in the morning before work and everything else. So that was my biggest fears. Okay. Could I even do that? Yeah. Was my knee going to hurt? Was my back going to hurt? Whatever. And I had, I, I promise every time I go out, my knee hurts. I don't feel like it. I'm not motivated. But once I get past that first 100, 200 yards, I'm okay. And then then I enjoy it. I did not enjoy it for the first couple of months (laughs) at all. (laughs) So when you were doing your pacing, are you just running as fast as you can for as long as you can? Or do you try to get a certain pace count every minute? Um, The great thing about uh, what I did was after I got through with the couch to 5k and couch to 10k, I I wanted to start working on my pace. So I did a little bit more research and mm -hmm. I found out that the Nike running app 
will give you pace and split times and everything okay. else. So, and, and it's got a GPS on it. So it'll show you where you ran and how far it keeps all those records. Now there's a paid version. I don't remember how much it is, but the free version works just as good for me. It okay. does everything I want it to do, but it also has a little coach in there like Kevin Hart and all oh, these different cool. uh, personalities. <laughs> hey, way to go, Jerry. Good job. You know, you're fastest time ever. And it'd be uh, awesome to have Kevin Hart cheering me on. As oh, yeah. I ran. It's, it's kind of awesome. cool. And Dwayne so Johnson, what I the do rock. is I listen to a podcast, I listen to audiobooks, and I, I don't really music. I like music, but music to me gets old pretty quick. Mm-hmm. I don't like a song. I don't want to have to skip it. So I just do podcast and audiobooks. Yeah. So those are uh, audiobooks aren't free, but all podcasts are. And the Nike app was free. And so I started uh, trying to get my pace below um, 10 minutes. And when okay. I first got the Nike app, my pace was about a 13 minute mile. So I've knocked almost three minutes or right at three minutes off of my mile pace. And it's mostly because I wasn't focused on it. Once mm-hmm. I started focusing on it, then I got a little faster because my first mile would be like nine minutes. My second mile would be like 11 minutes. My third mile would be 13 minutes yeah. and it would all average out. Yeah. So I try to keep the same pace now. Okay. The, the reason why I brought that up was, I don't know if you remember the interview we did with Darius Farouk. Well, I mean, you had to work that day, but we did an interview with Darius Faroo. Yeah. And he wrote an article about uh, keeping to about 180 beats per minute, I think it was. I'll find the link and I'll put it in the show notes. And it was, uh, regardless of your stride, if you can get your feet hitting the pavement um, three times a second, basically, uh, you would have a good pace. And then over time, you would just be able to stretch out that pace Mm -hmm. and you'd run easily a 10 minute mile. And and actually that helped me run when I did the Beach to Bay Relay Marathon. That's what helped me run the first two miles was that I, I just tried my best to keep to 180 steps per minute. And I did. And then after that, I just went to a run walk and you know, I had people cheering me on as I went. So it, that was something I heard about. And I, there's an app that helps you with that. I forgot the name of it because obviously I don't use it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll find that. I'll put that in the show notes too. The, the, the article that Darius wrote and then the, uh, the, the app. Yeah. There we go. Awesome. So let's see. So you've got the triathlon coming up. You're probably going to throw your name in the hat for the 10K. And um, go. I'm going to do the uh, insane inflatable 5K with Jacob in December. Mm. And we're definitely going to do the run amok here in Corpus Christi. We're going to organize a meetup with it. And Jacob's going to do the run amok too. You're going to do the run amok, Jacob? Oh, he just nodded yes. Yeah, and we have it on audio. Jacob <laughs> Morales is doing the run amok with his dad. We have his nod on audio. Nod on audio. <laughs> so two witnesses who you probably can't really trust. But anyway, uh, we got the nod here on audio. <laughs> How do you prove a nod on audio? You can't really. He's in a church, so he has to be telling the there truth. There you go. God hurt you. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that's what we got going on as far as 5Ks, inflatable races, mud races, half marathons, 10Ks, all that good stuff. How long do you see yourself doing this, pushing yourself to run races? Is this going to be an ongoing thing? Is it just until I hit the a marathon mark and I'm done? Uh, what kind of goal do you have here? That's a great question because uh, I, I was thinking about that the other day because I, I have a little bit of an addictive personality. So when I get involved in something, I just keep pushing myself almost until I, I fall over and, and stop. So <laughs> like I don't. Gump, I think I'm going to go home now. Right. Exactly. Okay. I'm done. See you. Uh, I don't want to be a marathoner. I don't want to run 26 miles or anything like that. It's boring after a while. I would right. Think. Yeah. And I want to, I want to get, uh, 
this goal knocked out. And Mm -hmm. then I want to do some five K's that are enjoyable. Like the one in Goliad, I wished I'd have gotten to done, gotten to done, gotten to do today. But there's a lot of them around the state of Texas that raise money for good causes. And Mm -hmm. I want to do a little bit of that. But, uh, after this, uh, and I, and I finished the triathlon and I'll probably do a couple more this year, but they'll be easier. I won't train quite as hard because this literally is taking a good amount of time. It takes yeah. a while to run uh, a 5k, but it also takes a while to do 14 miles on a bike and then to swim and all that. So it's taking a little bit of time away from the family and the many other things that I do. So I did say, I won't do this again anytime soon, but I do have other goals that I want to knock out. One of the things I'm doing, and I don't think I've said this before, but I'm a huge fan of the blood bank. Everybody kind of knows that I uh, did put my name in the hat for a board seat on the uh, blood bank. And in December they have their nominating committee. So I'm hoping to do that and do some stuff with the blood bank. I want to get involved in that kind of thing, but I don't want to do something that just physically challenges me. I want to mentally be challenged and kind of get out of my comfort zone of yeah. just kind of doing normal stuff. Plus being a member of the board for the blood bank, I mean, you're making an impact on the community. Right. Yeah. They're, they're the only show in town and they can do things so much more effectively. And we've talked about that in the past. So that's really cool. Right. Awesome. I, I'm really looking forward to that. Now, definitely on uh, October 30th, you'll see on every piece of social media I have triathlete. Now it's going on my resume. I'm there you go. Put a sticker on my car in the profile. <laughs> <laughs> it's like TEDx speaker. You know? it, exactly. Yeah. If I do it once, it will be what I'm known for. I'm going to get the tattoo and not really. I'm scared of tattoos. So Renee, I'm not getting a tattoo. What is that? I can say I'm an author because I've sold at least one copy of my ebook on Amazon.com. Hey, there Boom. you go. Paid author. Paid author. Yes. I think it was 35 cents. And, <laughs> and that, that's the goal of this podcast is to just inspire you to go do something you haven't done before. Because I certainly just three months ago would have said I'd never sign up for a triathlon. Those are for crazy people who mm-hmm. live and breathe that stuff not just your normal everyday person. And I'm 46 years old. I'm going to be 47 in November and I'm doing my first triathlon. So you can do it too. There's no reason to say you can't. You just have to dedicate a little bit of time to training for it and getting ready for it. But you could also open that business or write that book and and do something that scares you because that's the fuel really that kind of keeps you alive. I, I did a Facebook live the other day, a friend of ours, a friend of Renee's that she works with, she has put in 40 years with the government. Oh, wow. And uh, last Friday was her uh, retirement day. She has bone cancer mm. and she literally has, you know, weeks to live. She has, you know, sadly gone into hospice care and, and all of that. But she realized that, you know, she put in 40 years has retirement. Now, the blessing is she has medical and, and money to pay for everything, but she's not going to get to enjoy any of her retirement years. Yeah. And I said, don't live like that. Don't don't put in 40 years with the company just to get the benefits to go, you know, waste away like that. Yeah. And granted, it wasn't her fault. It just happened. It's tragic. But it's a great story to, to remind us that we've got to live today. And I'm doing a triathlon now because next year I might not be able to. Mm-hmm. I might not at 50 be able to do that physically or whatever, but I'm going to run all the way to the end. I'm not going to just be sitting in a chair somewhere wasting away Yeah, and accept all of that stuff. So you're doing the things now that most people are waiting until they retire or someday right. I'll do this. Yeah. And it's so powerful because I'm... I teach a class at work about the the four different generations in the workplace. So you got your uh, traditionalists or the greatest generation. You've got your baby boomers, Gen X, and millennials. And a big thing I'm hearing among the baby boomers 
uh, both it's it's two arguments on the same coin. Uh, on the one hand, they're wishing that they could be like the millennials and do the things they always wanted to do when they were younger while they could still physically do it. Whereas now they're reaching retirement age, they're, they're taking care of their parents, they're taking care of their kids, they can't even afford to retire because they're taking care of so many people. And then even if they didn't have to take care of them, they've got to take care of themselves because even their health is starting to fail. They've right. got to they got to stay close to hospitals and they they can't take a trip around the world or backpack through Europe or right. you know go visit the Vatican or you know, things like that that you know they're, they're adventures that they always wanted to take. They're in a stage of life where they can't physically or financially go and do that. And then here comes the millennial that is willing to lose a job to go to the Olympics right. just to be a spectator there or to go and ski the Alps or, you know, whatever it is, they're, they're living their dreams now while they're young and the work is just there to support it. Or they're, they're launching that cause now instead of the career with the benefits. And that's blowing the minds of Gen Xers and baby boomers because they're like, no, we're, you go to school, you get a job. When you retire, you could do that stuff. And the millennials are like, no, we could do it now. And the work stuff will be there too. And we'll right. have all these new experiences we bring to the table that you didn't have because you stayed right here in your career. And so sharing the story of the friend who's retired after 40 years, you know, the 40 years of missed opportunity, I think. Right. And and I don't want to get to the end and, and just wished I'd done some things, you know, and, and so many people say that, you know, the, the, the nurses and doctors that, that are with people when they pass away, they always say the same thing. You know, I, I regret not doing some things, yeah. you know, they don't regret not working 40 years or not adding a little bit to their investments. They regret the experiences that mm-hmm. they missed. And I don't want to be that way. I want to experience not only my family and friends, but I want to, I want to do things that I can look back and say, I'm glad I tried it. Yeah. You know, and, and even this triathlon, if, you know, I'm laying there in the street and, and, and can't move and somebody drags me across the finish line, as long as I get my t- shirt then i'm gonna say hey i finished a triathlon but <laughs> i want my participation to, trophy <laughs> exactly and and to me that's what it's all all about is there's so many people listening to us right now that say well i don't want to run a triathlon i don't want to have anything to do with that yeah but you have something that you've always wished you could do but you're not like whoever that could do that mm-hmm. well, you are like that you know we're going to do an interview soon um uh, a young lady named Elise is going to come on and she's really young, but she's living yeah. her dreams. Uh, Sarah McDaniel, you know, I think she's in Guatemala now. Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah. She and, went back. Uh, there are, there are so many people that I promise you a year or two, maybe three years ago, never would have believed they're where they're at now, mm-hmm. but they just stepped out on faith and thought, how bad could it be? I would rather fail than never know. Yeah. And so if you're thinking, yeah, but I want to do this, but it's really huge. That's okay. Take it in small steps and get it done. Yeah. Fail at it before you just give up on it. Oh yeah. Awesome. That's a great way to end the episode too. What do you think? Boom. Boom. All right. We want to thank you for joining us on this episode of Beyond the Rut. You can find us at our website, beyondtherut.com slash 058. That's episode. Actually, I got that wrong. So Good you idea. can find the show notes at beyondtherut.com slash 059. There we go. And we'd love to hear from you. We want to hear your Beyond the Rut story. What are you doing to get beyond your rut or prevent your rut from ever happening? And you can send that story by phone at 361-596-3788. You can go to our website, beyondtherut.com, where we've got a tab that says, leave us a message for the show. You can also email us at info at beyondtherut.com. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I threw two apps in there. Or 
link up to us on Facebook, send us a message through Facebook and just say he got permission to share this. And we'd love to share your story on Beyond the Rut in an upcoming episode. So share with us your Beyond the Rut episode at any of those things we just told you. Or if you have somebody who has a great story to share, connect us. So we would love to tell it. And if you'd like to be in the audience like Jacob did and buy a ticket for less than $400, a lot less, $400 less, send us a message. We'll hook yeah. up with you. Now, we didn't actually make Jacob pay. So. You got a credit card. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. Catch you on the next episode. A little bit quieter now. Now we can really quieter. yell at each other. Holy cow. Yeah. Schmolies. <laughs> All right. Now Jacob knows that our mic check is us singing to each other. Sometimes we do a little in sync in the back and we got a whole dance routine. <laughs> bye, bye, bye. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showvian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Capshow team today and join me inside that community.